On air podcast number 35 for the 3rd of October 2008. You're listening to the On Air Podcast on the web at www.onairpodcast.co.uk. Providing material for use by hospital radio stations across the UK. On air podcast number 35 and we're joined on the third anniversary of the podcast by Nigel Dallard, the HBA, Hospital Broadcasting Association's company secretary. And uh, a very good afternoon to you, Nigel. Good afternoon, mate. So thank you for joining me on the podcast for the uh, third anniversary one. That's okay. It's probably only about the third of the year as well. The, th- the third one that I've produced in 2008. I've been dreadful. Um, so uh, let's get underway. Um, you are here to have a little chat about the AGM that's coming up in Solihull in a couple of weeks' time on the 11th of October. In fact, it's next week. Blimey. Doesn't time fly? Yes, because we're already, <laughs> we're already into October. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, let's have a little chat about that because it's... Um, it's potentially quite a big one, really, quite an important one. Uh, yes, in terms of the sort of legal legal stuff. The intent is that nothing immediately will change at all by the... Um, assuming the meeting does adopt the new um, memorandum and articles of association. The idea is that they're basically the governing doc, doc, documents of the uh, HBA, roughly equivalent to the constitution mm. that most hospital radio stations will have. And basically they were adopted in 1992 when the world was a rather different place. Hospital yep. radio was a rather different place. And the HBA was a rather different beast as well. The law has changed as well a couple of times since since then. So it was, it was felt that um, it was about time we brought them up to date, bring them in line with company law, charity law, both of which changed in a big, big way in 2006, and also just give the HBA some flexibility, which the current Memonarts don't allow. The current Memonarts are very, very prescriptive. What we've done is broken the the governing documents down into, in fact, three layers. The moment we've got two two layers with a a very prescriptive memorandum and articles, and then we can have some bylaws, of which at the moment all we've got is regional bylaws. The new set, the memorandum and articles, are really only cover the the bare basics. Uh, that are necessary from a legal perspective because it's actually quite difficult to get these changed not un, un, uh, uh, reasonably um, and then what we've put in place is a two-layered thing where the bylaws which can be changed by a, at any general meeting of the association and they do things like they set the membership criteria how we go about electing trustees how many trustees there are and things like that and the regional uh, structure as well and then we've we've also put in place a a further layer which we've called i think regulations 
which are basically just like rules for the administration of the organisation that the executive committee or the uh, trustees would would impose. And those these are anything from detailed rules about how we run gen, gen, general meetings to the precise de- de- details about how we nominate people for election to the board, that sort of thing. The whole idea is to make it much more easy, if necessary, for us to change, as as well as bringing the bringing the the documents in line with com- with current company and charity law, which at the moment they aren't. Right. Which is a which is a bit of a problem. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> like at the, the moment, it says that you cannot have a proxy vote in any of our meetings, whereas the law says we have to give you a proxy vote, which is why you have got a proxy vote, <laughs> mm. even if the documents say that you don't have. And you were saying it's going to be easier to change things around. Does that mean they're sort of it's a bit looser or just a bit more agile, would you uh, prefer? Agile, I think, is the is a is a very good um, phrase. Um, I mean, as as you'll be aware, we've been talking about restructuring the HBA for probably nigh on a couple of years now. And at the moment, it, with the existing memorandums, we just cannot do it. There is a physical block on us doing 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 it. Right. Um, the the new memonar sweep that block away um, without actually requiring us to change the structure. And the idea is that if these new memonarts get passed, we'll come out of the AGM with exactly the same structure as we had going in, mm-hmm. but, but with new rules such that in the future, with the approval of the members because again the the bylaws that would be necessary to change in any significant way the structure of the organization will still need approval by all of the members in a general meeting um so it's it's just to give us just just make it easier for us to change to actually change the memorandum and articles of association, we need a 75% majority vote, mm. and we can't accept any amendments in the meeting, which rather stifles debate. Whereas mm. with the new system, hopefully we won't need to change the actual mem and hearts very often at all, no. but we can actually have a constructive debate in a general meeting and vote on amendments um that will you know as yeah. a, as we go through and work out what the new structure uh is uh, going uh, to be mm. okay so this is kind of the the the, the new memon arts could be a kind of starting area which gives us the freedom then to be able to tweak it a little bit more in a in one general meeting in a kind of conversation yeah Yes, yes, that's right. It's a it's a necessary precursor to any change without actually um, requiring a change. Right. 
I gotcha. So the people that come along to the Solihull AGM, you need them obviously to be voting. Plus, you're all, you're also accepting proxy votes from stations that can't be there. Yeah. Yes. Every every member station uh, has got a vote. Um, associate men members and corporate members don't have a vote, but any uh, member station has got a vote, and you've got basically three ways of voting. You can turn up yourself, one of your committee or one of your uh, members can turn up and vote at the meeting on Saturday the 11th of October, 2pm, at the whatever hotel it is. St. John's. St. John's Hotel. Soli Hall. Yep. Um, To do that, you need to bring along the uh, completed authorised representative form that's basically signed by one of your uh, committee mem- mem- members mm-hmm. uh, that says you are authorised to act on behalf of whichever station. Please don't sign it yourself. You're not allowed to authorise authorize yourself. Sure. <laughs> Option number two is you can send somebody else along. It can be anyone you like. It doesn't have to be a member of your station. Um, the rules are exactly the same as if it was was a member of of your station. So you um, could send, like, for example, your regional rep. Yeah, your regional rep, uh, the guy who's coming from the station down down the mm-hmm. road. Okay. Um, it, you basically tell them how you want them to vote, and you have to trust them to vote as you tell them to do mm. so. Option number three is you can uh, appoint the chairman of the meeting, which basically, this is basically the formal way of doing a postal vote, if uh, you like. You tell, in fact, me how you want your vote to be cast. I tally up up all these proxy votes before the uh, meeting, and make sure that Phil Moon, who will hopefully be uh, chairing the meeting, casts your votes on your behalf, um, exactly as you've uh, instructed us to do so. Now, to do this, you fill in the other part of the the authorised rep and proxy form, which actually tells us how you want to how you want us to vote on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And they need that, to be sent to you, don't they? Though, yes, if 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 you want the chairman of the meeting to cast your vote, they need to be with me by Thursday mm-hmm. next week, Thursday the 9th, 9th of October. Yep. Um, so that when I leave for conference on the Friday the 10th, I've got them all all with, with, with me. Sure. You can entrust them to Royal Mail if you... If uh, you like, or alternatively, you can entrust them to email. Um, any that I do get, I will acknowledge by email. Okay. Um, so hopefully you'll know that they, they have actually been received. Um, but please don't leave it until the last minute. <laughs> no, I've got visions of you uh, just checking your computer just, just 10 minutes before the train's due to leave on Friday. <laughs> What is that email address for for people? Because uh, they they may well prefer to do that rather than send you a uh, send you a letter. Yep, you can send it to secretary at 
And now either hbauk.com or hbauk.co.uk. Okay. Um, if you've seen some announce, HBA announced messages recently, you will have seen a message saying that um, there was going to be some disruption to our .com addresses whilst they moved. In fact, there was a delay and it didn't happen. So I've actually put that on hold now until after the um, uh, AGM. So either address, hbauk.com or hbauk.co.uk, and it's secretary. Okay. At to get hold of these governing documents, they're they're on the they're the on HBA the website, website. hbauk.co.uk forward slash agm two thousand and eight, all lowercase. And that's where they can also download the this uh, form, which there's, points there's to the, the form, of the meeting. The agenda, which is the notice of uh, meeting, and there's all the proposed uh, memorandum and articles of association and all the proposed uh, buying bylaws that go go with it as well. You've got uh, several tens of pages of reading there if you're uh, struggling to get to get to sleep one <laughs> one, one night. Sure, you can either whack yourself around the head with it or you can read it. <laughs> The choice is yours. Okay, that's that. Now, reading here, there's um, the HBA are not in a position to present the trustees' annual report and accounts for uh, the year ended the 29th of February. So we're not going to have that this time. No, unfortunately, um, our accountants were having trouble making the 2008 accounts add up. Mm-hmm. Not that there's any money missing, because we know from the um, management reports that Julie prepares for every EC uh, meet, meet, meeting that the money's all there in the bank. It's just in the conversion between the straightforward income and expenditure and the company-style accounts, the so-called accruals uh, accounts, um, the accountants couldn't make it and add up. Mm. And... In the last couple of weeks, that has been tracked down to the fact that there was an error in last year's accounts. Right. So although last year's accounts all added up and everything appeared to to, to be uh, right, and the reporting accountant, the the uh, in independent reviewer, signed signed it off. So we signed signed it off. Um, there were things put in in the wrong places in last year's accounts, which explains why this year's accounts wouldn't add up. Um, I literally had a phone call literally about an hour ago from the accountant to say that she had actually managed to make it all, both sets of accounts, uh, and add it up. Hmm. And she was just finalising it, and she was going to send us a draft. So um, I'm uh, touching wood at this moment. But we might have some pieces of paper to hand round um, at the conference, so at least we can have an informal look at it. From a formal perspective, we can't do anything because anything we discuss in the annual general meeting needs to have been circulated 21 days beforehand, right. which is which is long, long, long since passed. Yep. So w- what we are going to do to comply with uh, the rules is assuming <laughs> assuming these accounts do add up uh, and we can get all the approvals they will be circulated to all members 
um, before the end of the year, which is the legal deadline. They'll be filed with the Charity Commission and Companies House. And then if anyone has got any questions, we can deal with them. Uh, well, clearly, if anyone's got any questions, you can um, email us or phone phone us up or whatever. But we we will you'll you'll have an opportunity at the spring conference next year um, to raise any any questions. We'll call a formal general meeting at that point, so that anyone's got any questions, they can raise them in a formal manner there and then. Um, they will, of course, by then be rather sort of ancient history, mm. um, especially the 2007 accounts. But from a practical perspective, um, there's not really any other uh, alternative at this point. <laughs> okay, sure. A question that's just come come to, to my head is that obviously this is going to be the last autumn conference as we know it. Yes. Um when is the AGM going to be happening in future years to come? Is it going to be happening the, at the spring conference? The intent is to switch the AGM to the spring conference and one of the things that we need to do as a set of trustees once assuming that the new member arts go through um is to look at changing the financial year so that it it is a, it at an appropriate the end of the financial year is at an appropriate point ahead of that new AGM I'm honestly not sure what the implications on I don't think there are any implications even if the memonarts don't go through uh, I think we we can still shift things around uh, but yeah the intention would be to move the end of the financial year to sort of July, August time, mm-hmm. um, which would which would be give us sufficient time to prepare the accounts ahead of an AGM in March. It would also mean that the um, the end of the financial year is well clear of the spring conference at the moment the the end of the financial year is right at the time when we're having lots of checks coming in and paying lots of checks out to do Mm. with the spring conference and the awards which makes preparing the accounts on an accruals uh, basis quite complicated because we have money coming in that's for expenditure in the next financial year and vice versa Mm. we're spending money this financial year for an event that's happening next financial year and that's that's where all the problems occur in trying to make the accounts uh, add up right okay so by moving it to the middle of the summer when we're we're not doing anything any large events no there are less checks going in and out of the account and it makes it much uh, easier right gotcha okay interesting times ahead that's (laughs) that's good okay um do you have anything else that you'd like to mention uh i don't think so i suppose i should wish wish the uh, on-air podcast a happy burn burn birthday thank you yes hopefully we'll get some more out um 
I don't know. I got my painter starting next week, and he's going to be there for three weeks. So uh, you know, maybe maybe a Christmas special, and uh, maybe one in November if I've got the studio unpacked out of the boxes. <laughs> just just to mark, you know, virtually one year from moving into my house to getting it finally uh, getting my finally getting my stuff out, or uh, you know, not having more important things to get out of boxes, i.e., stuff the wife wants to get out of boxes. So yeah, hopefully. We sure have some more. And uh, thank you for appearing on the uh, on the third anniversary show. That's okay. No problem. And I shall see you in Solihull. You will indeed. Okay, take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the On Air Podcast on the web at www.onairpodcast.co.uk. Hospital radio news, just a little bit. The future of Kidderminster Hospital Radio is under threat with plans to demolish its base at the town's hospital to make way for six car parking spaces. Bad news there at the moment. Heartless thieves made off with £10,000 worth of valuable computer equipment from Monklands Hospital radio station, Radio Heartbeat, the volunteer radio station at Monklands Hospital, was hit by mindless thieves who stole almost the entire contents of one of their studios. I was just chatting to Nigel about that, and uh, he said that he'd been up there for a Scottish regional meeting and uh, had a phone call uh, about a a week ago um, from the lady who runs it there and uh, telling him all about that. So, bad news to you. I hope you uh, get yourself sorted out and... uh, you uh, kind of get yourself back on track there. Uh, the couple behind two of the best-known voices in Worcester are celebrating their golden wedding anniversary. Uh, this happened in September. Tony and Barbara Deakin uh, are well-known to the thousands of patients who have been treated at the old Worcester Royal Inform- Infirmary in Castle Street and the new Worcestershire Royal Hospital for their work on hospital radio. So congratulations to you, Tony and Barbara. And an urgent appeal to raise £1,200 has gone out once again to help Evesham Hospital Radio stay on air. Two months ago, cash was raised for the licence fee, but now the equipment is failing and it's on their last legs. So uh, there's an appeal out to help Evesham Hospital Radio. So perhaps you have some equipment there that you'd like to donate their way. I'm sure you better find their details on the internet so that's it from on air podcast number 35 for the 3rd of october 2008 we've been doing this for three years now the phone number maybe if maybe has changed the phone number if you'd like to get in contact with the program 020-8123-2181 the email address is still the same on air podcast at gmail.com you can also check out the website www.onairpodcast.co.uk for an archive of previous ones and also to sign up to subscribe to the podcast so you get it automatically as everyone is released. And uh, I'm terribly sorry it's been so slack for the last, uh, well, since last December, really, when I moved. But uh, hopefully getting things back on track. I shall see you in Solihull if you're going. I shall be doing a talk along with Jeff Brown about upgrading and moving your hospital radio station. So I do hope that I see you at that one. And uh, in the meantime, take care. If you're in Solihull, do say hello to me and um, just uh, wave and and smile. That's all I require. Uh, If not, I'll see you at SBES if you're there in November. And uh, if not, I shall see you next year. Take care and bye for now. 
You've been listening to the On Air Podcast. Check out the show notes and any scripts needed by visiting the website at onairpodcast.co.uk. You can email the show with comments, audio, or items for the next edition via onairpodcast at gmail.com. The show's imaging is supplied by DivaWeb, online at divaweb.co.uk.